0: Alright, alright, happy May the 4th everyone And to all you hipsters out there Who just get all freaking overcome with excitement on days like this I remember when I was like 6 There was a radio show uh, That came out right after Star Wars When the movie came out in 77 uh, As a follow-up there was this radio show Where it did kind of chronicled Kind of the desert life of Luke Skywalker, and I wish I could remember the name of it. All right, uh, first person that comments and gives me the name of the radio show wins um, uh, a expired uh, Starbucks card that my kids gave me three years ago. All right, so all you sapiosexuals out there, and I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you, you freaking hipsters. Um. I've started to turn this segment, Tuesday segment, into, um, you know, all things, all things sapio. Um, so, for example, like, do you know why there's an R in Mrs.? Do you ever stop and think, you probably have, but you probably didn't stop long enough. But you, you know, MS, I get Ms., Mr. MR. But why is there an R in Mrs.? You know why? I'll tell you why. Because it's originally the abbreviation for, I think it was Mastress. Is that right? And It was, uh, oh no, Mistress. Originally MRS period was an abbreviation for Mistress, the female counterpart of Master. Is that crazy? come so far, you know, Um, (laughs) uh, yeah, uh, and now we just leave it like that, it's just MRS, Um, so as soon as somebody drops that one on you, you'll have the, you'll know, you're like, yeah, I know why, I know why, bitch, come on, Um, I came. I recently came across An interesting thing about A story about a man in China Who bought a first class Fully refundable plane ticket uh, Which gave him access to the airport's VIP lounge Where high rolling travelers Can dine for free The man rescheduled his first class ticket 300 times in one year To enjoy free meals When the airline figured out his scheme and confronted him He cancelled the ticket and got a full refund I mean that's brilliant Stuff like that just you know finding little loopholes and you know situations and then making it work for you Uh, okay i got one okay check this out judith love cohen with an h was an american aerospace engineer who helped to helped to create the abort guidance system which used which was used during the Apollo 13 mission to bring the astronaut safely back home. She went to work the day her son was born. She took a printout of the problem she was working on to the hospital. She called her boss to let him know she had solved the problem <clears throat> the same day she gave birth to Jack Black. And, uh, yeah. Um, I fact-checked that shit, too, and it's, it's true. That's a cool story. But uh, I don't know, maybe they didn't give her a lot of time off. I mean, I I don't know. They don't do much for um, Americans as far as, like, um, you know, maternity leave. Um. Uh, Oh, here's another. Okay, French entertainer Michel Lotito ate a Cessna 150 airplane piece by piece over a period of two years. I remember reading about this guy two years ago um, while performing he consumed two point two pounds of material daily and it is estimated that he had ingested nearly nine tons n- nearly nine tons of metal between nineteen fifty nine and nineteen ninety seven um, The Guinness Book of Records awarded him a brass plaque commemorating his abilities. He ate that as well so Obviously, there's something else going on with this dude, um, you know, like that same kind of like, I don't know, maybe there's some kind of like mineral deficiency, and he's just like ah, he's craving like iron, you know. But still, um, first of all, who who would who would just give over their Cessna one hundred and fifty to just have let some dude eat it, you know? You know, over the course of what was it, eighteen years? Plus, you're ingesting two and a half pounds of, uh, in a, of of an inanimate object of of metal of you know glass and rubber and upholstery and what the fuck? It's so strange. And you know what was this body doing to this material? Was it was it? I mean were his stomach acids just like the gnarliest concoction ever that was just okay anyway so homeboy had a he got somebody unless it was his plane and he just had it parked out in the yard and he is you know just be sitting there watching the young ones or something and just go out and take a piece off like a propeller or something i don't know i don't know Supposedly, Bob Marley's "No Woman, No Cry" is actually titled "No Woman, Na Cry," which translates to "No Woman, Don't Cry." It's a comfort song for women, not a comfort song for men with no woman. Hmm. Think about it. Think about it. Go through the lyrics. Makes a little more sense that way, I guess. I guess. Um supposedly supposedly in the town of laguna brazil a pod of bo- bottlenose dolphin cooperatively fish with fishermen the dolphin herd mullet toward the shore and signal the fishermen to cast their nets they do the, they do this every day town records say that the dolphins and fishermen have been cooperating since 1847 like what the hell that's so like every day like, do they give them Sunday off, or do they go out Sunday, too? Um, I remember reading this, too, when I was younger. We had to read this, well, I think it was in one of my classes, about Wilma Rudolph, she was, who was the 20th of 22 siblings. Born premature at four and a half pounds, she suffered infantile paralysis, polio, and scarlet fever. She wore a brace for a twisted leg and eventually became the world's fastest woman w- winning four Olympic medals. I That's right, I remember. Um, I thought Maya Rudolph was... Uh, related to her somehow, but she isn't. This coincidence. Pretty interesting shit, though. Pretty interesting shit. Um, after being forced to quit school at 14 due to poverty, William... Tumquamba taught himself to build windmills out of trash using books from a local library, transformed his village with electricity, and became an international celebrity. He received a scholarship from Dartmouth and graduated in 2014. That's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Oh, this is interesting. Okay, Strawberry Generation is a Chinese term for anyone who was born after 1981. Named after strawberries because strawberries bruise easily. They cannot withstand social pressure or work hard like their parents' generation. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) Chinese. Just crapping on them. Kids. Crapping on Gen X. 81, huh? That's probably because they all saw Dwight Clark's catch, too, like I did when I was 10. Joe Montana threw in the NFC Championship game to beat the Dallas Cowboys. Man, it's fucked up. Uh, interesting. Bar Marco, a restaurant in Pittsburgh, banned tipping and offered all of its employees a base salary of at least $35,000 per year with bonuses. health care benefits... 500 shares in the business and paid vacation. The company tripled its profits in just two months. You know, that's really interesting. That's, it's, it's, it's uh, I like that. I think tipping is really the rawest, rawest element of the whole transaction when you're dining out. You know, for example, like we don't, we don't, uh, you know, we, we tip after a meal. In a restaurant that we sit down at, but we don't go. You know, when we go into like Jack in the Box, we don't tip after that meal. Why not? Why do we? You know, I mean, the basic reason is obviously the performance, but there is an uh, there is a uh, kind of a reflex element as far as tipping goes. Like we reflexively tip, Without I mean, without really examining. I would say, okay, percentage wise, thirty percent of us probably really you know go back over in our heads the dining experience to base that on the percentage of tip that we um, decide we're gonna we're gonna tip. But a lot of times it's just automatic. It's boom, like twenty percent, right, or twelve percent, or fifteen percent. You know, we just kind of do the math. We leave five bucks, ten bucks, whatever the whatever the case may be. But a lot of time, you know, servers usually work. I would assume in the right environment and quality of restaurant go at least above above their. You know, their uh, performance levels to keep their customers happy. And a lot of times, well, if I had to guess, probably, well, maybe less than half. They're probably not tipped substantially or not tipped, like, compensatorily. But then the philosophical argument is, why 12%? Why is that acceptable? Why is, why is fifteen just a you know, slightly more societally acceptable number, and why is twenty such a baller, you know, or twenty five, or maybe it isn't. I mean, fifty's fifty percent is pretty much balling, but, again, like, where does the argument begin, at the twelve percent? Like, well, it's got to be at least twelve percent. It's just too so. Okay. Long story short is we spin ourselves out trying to figure out what is the, you know, if we're the type to really scrutinize it. Is that what, is that what the server deserves? Do they deserve more? Do they deserve less? What are the factors that are based on that? I mean, it's all pretty rudimentary stuff. I'm probably over-examining this, but if you eliminate the entire tip process, you know, even like the the, the party of twenty that you know the bill's five hundred dollars and they tip twenty dollars is just that's soul-crushing. That crushes your soul. Now, the mere notion of a restaurant that bans tipping, to in lieu of offering all of its employees a base salary with bonuses and health care. And shares in the business. And paid vacation. I think that's always better. I, uh, okay. Anyway, moving on. You now I got to believe at the end of Sleepless in Seattle, like, that's a lot of pressure between the two of them because they've really built up that, you know, ec- the expectation, you know, on how well it's supposed to play out, don't you think? Um, uh, here's an interesting little weird tidbit of information it's forbidden to be buried in Longyearbyen Norway the town's only cemetery closed over 70 years ago because it's so cold that bodies previously buried there have never decomposed and some still carry traces of an influenza virus that caused an epidemic in 1918 oh jesus Spanish flu oh jeez got the flu frozen, frozen flu um there's a company that makes special urns, and when light hits it, it'll cast a shadow of the person's face who is in the urn That's very clever and it's very cool and that's very um uh, it's quite a novelty that's really cool um late 1600s, London was plagued by an attacker who would spank his victims with a rod and shout, Spanko! before running away. That's really strange. And they were plagued. So strange. During the siege of Jerusalem in 1917, the British began to airdrop cigarettes filled with large doses of opium, hoping that the Ottomans would smoke them and become too stoned to fight. The plan worked. So interesting. Now I've seen this before, but there's a man named Dale Schroeder who grew up poor in Iowa, never married, had no children, and worked as a carpenter at the same company for 67 years and only owned two pairs of jeans. He spent his life savings to send 33 students to college. Today, the 33 strangers have... Formed a group and called themselves Dale's Kids, comprised of doctors, teachers, and therapists. They honor Schroeder for changing their lives. That is really interesting. In 2014, Cards Against Humanity bought a six acre private island in Maine and launched a holiday charity campaign where people were able to receive 10 gifts for $15. One of the gifts was ownership to one square foot of the island, which is named Hawaii Two. So if I if I received one square foot of the island, I would buy I would build a one square foot apartment. But it'd have to be like several stories high. Um In 1965, a Ukrainian farmer in the village of Mizorich unearthed the lower jawbone of a mammoth when trying to expand his cellar. Further excavations revealed four huts constructed of a total of 149 mammoth bones. These dwellings dated back approximately 15,000 years and were determined to have been the oldest shelters built by the prehistoric man. Wow crane. Hmm. Stella Adler once instructed her acting class to act like chickens that were about to have a nuclear bomb dropped on them. While the entire class ran around clucking wildly, Marlon Brando sat quietly and pretended to lay an egg. When Adler asked him why, he said, I'm a chicken. What do I know about bombs? It's brilliant. It's ha- also probably hard to convey in acting, in the world of acting. Um <tosh> Back to the Future will likely never be rebooted since co-writer and director Robert Zemeckis who has approval over all films in the Back to the Future franchise, has stated that he will block all attempts to remake or reboot the original film. Well, that's good. I'm God, you know, the more they kind of rehash and revive those things with new casts and stuff, it just gets so watered down and awful. <clears throat> If a person's body odor smells good to you, that means they have an immune system basically opposite to yours. This happens so the chances of finding a mate with the opposite immune system is greater. And the chances of any offspring you produce together will have a stronger immune system. That's so interesting. I wonder if that... You know, we have such a strange and complex attraction system too, like with our pheromones our controversial pheromones I don't know, is that still controversial? Or is that real? The fact that I had heard that when you when you when you are introduced to your own body odor No when you encounter somebody else's body odor what is actually happening is you encounter like like you may smell bad too but what your body is informing you is of a different foreign smell that has entered your environment. So you're you, okay, so even if you smell bad, like you're used to it. It's like smokers, like when they smoke a cigarette, they don't smell themselves, but other people do. And what the other people are encountering is a difference in their the environment that surrounds them. So it's not necessarily you're detecting a bad smell, you're just detecting a smell that's not yours. So yeah, it's just Fascinating how our bodies tend to filter out what we need and what we don't need, or what we what we deem acceptable and unacceptable is just a matter of biology, really. You know, because all it's doing is like if you're walking by like a real fragrant flower, it's just disrupting. All it's doing is you don't smell the flower, you just smell the disruption. I guess that's the best way to put it. But when you encounter that disruption, you then envelop all the fragrance and aromas that are well, obviously not what you're producing. <laughs> uh, well if you pour cold water into a person's ear, their eyes will move in direction of the opposite ear. If you pour warm water into their ear, their eyes will move towards that ear. This is used to test for brain damage and is called caloric stimulation. The hell? If you pour cold water into a person's ear, their eyes will move in direction of the opposite ear. If you pour warm water into their ear, their eyes will move towards that ear. used to test for brain damage so which what constitutes the brain damage then okay hmm from 1608 to 1945 Tokyo has been destroyed and rebuilt on average once every five years what Tokyo has been destroyed and rebuilt on average of once every five years Nah, I'm calling bullshit on that one. In Germany, it is illegal to kill any animal that is a vertebrae without proper reason, like the animal being ill or a danger to humans. Because of this, all German animal shelters are no kill. Wow. Hmm. Hmm. During the opening ceremony for a new terminal building at the Ottawa International Airport in 1959, a U.S. Air Force F-104 starfighter did a supersonic fly past. The resulting sonic boom shattered nearly all the glass in the airport and caused significant structural damage, delaying the opening for another year. Catherine Switzer competed in the Boston Marathon before women were allowed to enter. In 1967, a race official physically tried to remove her from the race, but her boyfriend pushed him down. She was the first woman to ever finish the race as a numbered entry. In 67... You're like, we can't have this. A woman? A missus? This is crazy. Women can't do that. Uh, Southwest Airlines flies people with illnesses to hospitals free of charge. The company's medical transportation grant program partners with nonprofit hospitals, including a number of children's hospitals, to provide complimentary round trip tickets for patients and their caregivers. The program provided more than 23 million in flights over a 10 year period. That's pretty cool. They seem to do quite well. A mountaineer found a wallet in the Andes mountain range. It was swung out. Swung out of a plane, which crashed in 1972, realizing the owner of the wallet was one of the 16 survivors, he returned it to him 32 years later. Whoa! What are the odds? What are the odds? Um. Human brains. Rem- humans. Human brain remains half awake when sleeping in a new environment for the first time. When we sleep in a new place, our brains are actually in survival mode, only turning half off, with one hemisphere remaining more awake than the other. I don't know about that. Uh, More Africans have access to cell phone service than piped water and electricity. Of course they do. Facebook wouldn't have it any other way. Bastards. Scumbags. Uh, in 2017, a woman called Chow Smith ran seven marathons in seven consecutive days on seven continents in celebration of her 70th birthday. I don't know if that is even chronologically possible, but I'm going I'll give, to... I'll give you that one. Okay. Um, an American oh, this is interesting an American Indian woman left behind during an evacuation in eighteen thirty five lived alone on a remote island off the coast of California for eighteen years, inspiring the children's novel Island of the Blue Dolphins That's crazy it's uh I think it's uh, was it the channel Islands it's one of those do 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 Mm, mm, mm. Korean college students once protested against the amount of air in potato chip packets by building a raft out of them and sailing across a river. That's funny. And you know, it's really, you know, uh, I can't, yeah, that, that kind of stuff just, is, uh can't believe people do some of the things they do with maritime adventures like Thor Heyerdahl and Kontiki, building a raft out of reed and papyrus and f- sailing from s- South America to Tahiti. I mean, or not Tahiti, was it Tahiti? Or Easter Island? I think it was Easter Island. Same difference. I mean, Jesus, that was like. Over a thousand miles of ocean. In a freaking boat you made out of some... Like, it looked like a wicker chair. It looked like something you bought at an all-night wicker store. I mean, are you kidding me? I don't know. Of course, you can make it. You know, I watched um, that Off the Grid show or whatever. I can't even think of the name of it. People just buy... You know, they're just building Off the Grid stuff. And these guys... They built an entire floating island out of discarded water bottles. It can be done. If you have the patience to just collect your bottles, it's brilliant. I mean, the screw top, I mean, you know, they're fastened. Then um, you collect them, you put them kind of, you you net, you you put them in, this guy anyway, put them in big... Separated style nets, real tight netting. You know, in in but in bundles of of you know thousands per bundle, and then hooked all those bundles together, and then and then f- formed like a plank type setting connected to the top that uh, became the platform, and it worked like an entire. It was a it was an entire it looked like a. Uh, like a floating apartment. It's brilliant. It's probably where I'm, where I'm going to eventually move. Oh, well. Um, a, high school a high school student was sucked out of an airplane after it was struck by lightning. She fell 3.2 kilometers to the ground. So that's almost two miles still trapped to her chair and lived only to endure a nine day walk to the nearest civilization she was the only survivor you know I remember reading about this girl too she um, she had a lot of like lacerations and uh, burns from the experience and she came across this is uh, yeah it was crazy because she was in the jungle as far as I can remember like the Amazon or something like that and she came across uh an abandoned boat that had gasoline still in the tank and she used the gasoline to like cauterize the wounds and like uh you know, burn and like burn leeches off and stuff like that. It's crazy. I mean, that's just insane. Well, what's going through your head when that happens? I mean, you just fell two miles out of the sky and then you land in like probably one of the worst places you could land. My God. And a nine day walk. So you're supposed to negotiate Um, surviving, eating, drinking, staying hydrated, uh, fighting off any predators, animals, uh, you know, snakes, lizards, alligators, monkeys, uh, cougars, jaguars, um, I mean, just giant, I mean, Teddy Roosevelt went into the tributaries of the Amazon with full gear and ate and, Food and he almost died, and this this girl's strapped to a freaking commercial airliner seat. It's crazy. Um, a study has shown that male robins make the best bird husbands, as they possess the capability to guess what their wives want to eat, <laughs> whether or whether or not they saw what the females ate last. They can still get exactly what their partner wished for. They are also monogamous. Well, there you go. Uh traveling traveling can make you smarter, more creative and and improve your problem-solving abilities, boy. That's That's definitely almost true, for sure. I mean, you can be real you can be a real dummy, but then I guess you're not going to travel that far, huh? Um Babies under the age of one year should not eat honey because their gut is not developed enough to stop certain harmful bacteria like Clostridium botulinum from infecting the body, which is basically botulism. So, I I remember hearing about that. After losing automatic control of his mercury capsule, astronaut Gordon Cooper was forced to use his knowledge of constellations wristwatch and his eyeballs to manually land his spacecraft. He ended up splashing just four miles from his recovery ship, the most accurate landing up to that point. That's pretty cool. That's really cool. A lawyer was hired for a traffic case. Instead of sitting, sitting his client at the witness table, he dressed another person to look like the client. When the only witness, a policeman, was asked to point to the defendant in the room, he pointed to the fake client. The real defendant was found not guilty. That's brilliant. And on that note, I'm going to sign off for today. I hope you sapiosexuals were able to uh, absorb some of those nice little juicy trivial bits that you can take out with you to the bars as they start opening again. And you can... Tell that to people and they go, oh, my gosh, that's so crazy. You know so much. So, all right, happy Tuesday, everyone. Click the subscribe button or don't. I don't give a shit. All right, love y'all. And adios.